Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me, as always, my partner in crime, it is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cold partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, what up, what up, Chris? Hey, buddy, how are you doing? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a minute since it was just, just, just the duo. Yeah. But sadly, uh... Brian couldn't make it. He had a very noble duty. Yeah, Edge, Edge Lord, big news. Brian is taking care of the youngest of our family, our young dog Lucas, who uh, sustained an injury today. Uh, and you know, going to the vet. So while he's handling that business, we decided to get on the mic uh, and uh, bring you guys the show that we all uh, we all so love so much. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore three seven, and that's on Instagram as well, guys. Oh hell yeah! Uh, you can follow Brian at B ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Also follow his stream uh, whenever he does it. I don't know. He's not good at publicizing his stream. He should be. But you could uh, find it at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. All one word. Look that up. He plays tactical RPG shooters. So if you're interested in that, go for it. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter especially because we do a weekly RGC poll. Uh, I put the one for this week up today because I... F- 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 forgot so <laughs> we It'd be like that sometimes yeah um but i do have the results uh for this week's rgc here it should be done by now so i'll be reading them off at the end of the show or not at the end or wherever the relevant series the one that won is going to be at so join us on there vote for whoever you want mostly black tr- black clover i almost called it black trigger <laughs> uh but yeah all right i think that's it with that being said let's get into the show proper uh before we begin let's get into one shots for those of you who are new to the party this is the segment where we kind of just talk about the things that we don't usually talk about on the show um you know like quick summer some summarizations i guess of the books that we are reading but we don't talk about usually manga anime we've been watching whatever um i want to give a shout out to nightwing we're not going to cover it in full this week but uh it is the return of nightwing uh by one of my favorite writers if not probably my favorite like just straight up writer in comics right now besides maybe i guess second only to like chip Zdarsky. i don't know tom taylor yeah tom taylor um whoa hopefully he picks up night he uh takes up nightwing and doesn't leave it after eight issues like he's done in the past with other books like suicide squad and friendly neighborhood spider-man and you know stuff like that i loved his injustice run uh and i've been a fan ever since so uh and you know he doesn't disappoint here i mean it is just the first issue still it's still very you know early on early days but it's very like old classic nightwing uh Nightwing stories for me personally, if whenever they're good, I find them to be very good. Uh, Nightwing is one of my favorites, so it's always cool to see a character that I like written well. Uh, it basically kind of goes to back to basics a little bit with Nightwing. Uh, he owns this apartment complex. 
that is getting a little harder to fund now that Bruce is broke. So he's got to find alternate ways of doing it. But fear not. Uh, apparently, Alfred left him a ton of fucking money in order to be able to do that. So it works out in the end. Um, yeah, a little bit of a recommendation. You guys should check it out if you're a fan of Nightwing and have been put off by the saga that is Rick Grayson. <laughs> like I have. Uh, I say go for it. Um, Mr. Rick Grayson. Mr. Rick <laughs> Let me tell you something. We uh, b- before we started the podcast, uh, I was I don't know I don't know I I have I have issues. Issues <laughs> is that I had to like go hard about something that I feel like is being made a big deal of that, <laughs> that's being presented as oh everyone should know what this is. So what? when I'm when I'm basically in comics when I met with these foreign things. Mm-hmm. That's not recognizable to me, but I feel like I should be able to recognize everything. I catch an attitude <laughs> and I project and I take it out like, like uh, the area that Nightwing, the very infamous Bloodhead. and much much known to everybody <laughs> in in the comic book world and to casual fans alike. Uh, yes, Bloodhaven. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, the boy from Bloodhaven. Yeah. Um. I think that's all on the books that I you know I've been reading. Uh uh the Justice League Theatre uh Snyder Cut came out today. We're not obviously we're not gonna talk about it today because we I haven't watched it and neither has Josh, so maybe next week, uh on next week's one shots we'll give it a second and talk about it. Um I do wanna mention that I've been also watching Attack on Titan season four. Bro, <laughs> it's so good. Um I've been having a great time. I've been watching it dubbed because I'm a heathen. I'm a godless heathen that doesn't watch subs often. So, yeah. In any case, that's where I'm at with it. Huge fan of it. Uh, if you haven't watched Attack on Titan, I suggest you get on it. Because it's highly recorded on my end as well. Um, but, yeah. I guess that's all for uh, one shots. Let's get into the show proper. It is time to randomize. Hmm. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck, Chapter 55, Use Your Rules. Um, Last we left off, uh, Unjustice uh, Juice has uh, gone off to meet Billy and try to strike up a deal with him. But he was like, no, I need the Ark and I'm not going to give it up. So basically, they're now fighting for the UMA known as Winter. to see who is going to take the head and complete the mission because both of them really need winter. So, yeah, uh, Billy has the UMA known as Burn and uh, and Juice has Spoil. So that's pretty cool. Um, we find out how she recruited so- uh, Spoil into the fight. Uh, she apparently just forced him to do it. Uh, she yeah. looked, she, yeah, she looked down at him and was like, you will be lending it. Extreme violence. Mm-hmm. He's like, Billy is going to use be using Burnt, so I'll need you to keep Burnt in place. Uh, so, yeah, she's basically like, I have no qualms about taking out a rule like you. So, you know, because you're spoiled and who needs you? Right. So we could all live forever. Yeah. And it's funny, we cut back to the present and she tells him straight up, he's like, you're at a disadvantage against Burnt. We just need you to buy time for the operation. And yeah, bitch, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> you said what about my? 
out of here. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like he does you a beam. attitude immediately, you know? Yeah, he does a beam at him at Burn, and it just goes straight through him. And Burn just punches him in the face. This rocks mm, his nothing. fucking life. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. So Billy and uh, and Juice get into it. Uh, she fucking deflects these bullets that Billy shoots at her with his uh, dual pistols. Uh, yeah, with incredible precision. Yeah, mind you. Uh, I like how particular, like how the panel is drawn in particular for whatever reason. I like that panel a lot. Uh, it looks, yeah. it just looks cool. Cause she made a a, hor- a a vertical and horizontal slash. Yeah, she went. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, it wasn't just simple <laughs> deflection. She slashed them away, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty lit. Yeah. Um, so, the battle continues. Uh, oh, he said he, they, that she deflected them, but whatever. Yeah, she did deflect you, them. You can see deflect, but really, she she, she, she aggressively she, did it, all right? Yeah, she does these slashes. It's a slash. She slashes them. It's a slash, Yeah. Um, Is it a shoe? So she uses her unjust to make Burn protect her, which is pretty cool. Um, I still don't super understand how how unjustice works. Uh, <laughs> I guess it makes you do the opposite of what you wanted to do, really want to do, and what you believe in, like down to the core. Yeah, you know I guess. Saying, so. I guess if uh, Burn's justice is to let Juice die in that moment, uh, his unjustice would be to protect Juice in that moment. Mm. So fucking. <laughs> I mean, not not at all a thing. I love how creative. It's a strong ability. It it just makes you flip your whole intentions. Yeah, I love how creative this story the story gets with its powers. But it could use a little bit of a Jujutsu Kaisen magic when it comes to explaining, like in further detail, how powers specifically work. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more the. Uh, yeah. I don't. I can't even say Black Clover route because they try a little bit. They they really do. I guess. Like the Dragon Balls you route or something. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to compare it like that. Yeah. That's, that's not fair. I mean, um, it's, it's just, just super. It's just super. Um, I don't want to say vague, but uh, that was the first word that came to my mind. Too bad, damn. Yeah, I, I still um, feel like vague is the wrong word for it's, it. It's just not a style. It's not. I mean, that's it. I've accepted that already. Mm-hmm. That's why I've thought about Black Clover first because I thought they could have been way more in depth or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just not the flow. Yeah, this one sure. is just a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyways, it's still creative. Okay, so while their battle continues, just the fucking sky opens up, uh, and it turns out like. I don't know, like the I guess God <laughs> just yeah, splits, it just God just opens up and he's like oh he's apparently God opens the sky and is like and communicates to spoil that I want to meet them at least once so I don't know I guess like God's like come up come at me bro basically uh, oh I understand what's going on no 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 no. This is actually you'll you'll figure it out once I think about it. Look what he's doing. He's raising his hand in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Where are they? In the middle of a blizzard and snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's and he's the Uma burn. Mm-hmm. He's clearing through all of the, the the snow and the ice and the in the clouds and making a clearing in the skies so the sun can pierce through. 
he's doing that as an abstraction of oh it's actually really so it's burn really being beautiful. like i want to meet our maker <laughs> uh i guess yeah because it can't really talk i guess and spoil already understands that yeah you know whatever I mean, I guess. You know who Spoiler looks like? The, the Yu-Gi-Oh card. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, um, the Skull one, man. Yugi used that nigga, man. Arch, skull Arch one? Skull? Skull theme? Arch? Ah, man. man. I don't remember that intense Yu-Gi-Oh shit I from it, man. way back in the day. I look that up. I'm going to look that shit up right now. That was a long time ago, dude. Bro, oh, man. Um, uh, I'm gonna hopefully if I find out the actual name it'll ring a bell. But anyways, yeah, I'll come back to you with that in a moment. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like Spoil doesn't really remember what he what God's like. He he doesn't have any like childhood memories, which I I guess man imagine because he's a, literally a rule of the universe. But <laughs> yeah. But he does remember that he he got a. Uh, an order from God to say, use your rules to make humans suffer. That's it. And then he just points the spoil beam directly at Billy. And um, yeah, Billy's like, ah, you know what? Fuck this. Because uh, it turns out spoils actions, I guess, cause he rots the ground and causes an avalanche to come down on everybody. And in that moment, he just fucking snipes Billy's hand from afar um, mm-hmm. with the spoil beam. And he starts to spoil, uh, like his entire body. And uh, that's this what guy. That's what spoil looks like. Oh yeah, summon, summon skull. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually used to have that card. He's a, he's a fiend. Hell yeah, man! He came with the Yuki starter. Summon deck, bro. skull. That was lit. Yeah, man. Only like twenty five hundred attempt. Yeah. Only one sacrifice. Man, I remember that shit. That's crazy. Man. Jeez, I've never, I don't think I've ever won a Yo, game of Yu Gi Oh! in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where the chapter ends is Billy is spoiled, is like spoiling slowly. Uh, and Ju- Juice is like, Why didn't you use my injustice? Why aren't you fighting like you mean it? And that's where the chapter ends. Um, she's tight. Yeah, she's. she's is like, do you want to die? Is that what this is? Are you sacrificing yourself for some bullshit? Uh, but yeah, uh, what fun chapter! Spoil, spoil is like the buggy, the pirate of this character of this series, where he's just like an early villain that's just kind of a goofball ally now. But yeah, overall fun chapter. It's uh kind of hard to tell where Billy's going with all this and why is because he seems so dead set on like winning i guess this battle but now he's like kind of iffy about the situation so yeah excited to see what he's happens half step, he's half stepping you know i don't know what's up with Billy. he's half stepping yeah that's for sure but in any case i'm uh i'm good to move on are you ready oh yeah let's randomize rocket to punch <laughs> The X books, uh, starting with Sword number four. Uh, wow, we uh, this might be this might be my RGC uh, VGI, honestly. Uh, yeah. Oh, TBH. TBH. This is my VGI. Certified VGI. Because it had a very manga esque tone to it, and I'll tell you what I mean when I get there. Um, 
because this was really cool. Um, it starts off, I forget this lady's name. She's kind of new to me, so I don't really recall, but she's just floating in darkness. Uh, and all she hears is like a buzzing in her ears. Meanwhile, on the outside, uh, Edith just got to Krakoa where uh, Symbiote Cable has just ca- captured a bunch of the sword and other various X-Men together. And he is talking major shit. <laughs> oh, so much shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at the page, what you see is primarily red text bubbles, and those are all uh, symbiote um, cable. <laughs> <laughs> For <laughs> real. Talking, talking the most shit. Yeah. As Chris said. Uh, like, I got all your homies cocooned up. <laughs> and you is not even about that life, either. Yeah. You're not an Omega mutant. Basically. You're a soft boy with a spear. <laughs> So I'm a symbiote god. I'm a symbiote god. He's going in, man. He's going in. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm the best, and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. He even like continues onward with his t- shit talking, where he's like, "Wait a minute, where's the crack? Where's the one they called the Krakoan son? That's what they called him, the Krakoan son, quote unquote." Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just reduces them to he he takes Fabian, who's a sword member, and. Um, what's his face? Sun, Sunfire, and just reduces them to skeletons with ease. And I think he keeps Sunfire's mask on <laughs> while he does it. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's well. I guess so we know for sure from the artist. But yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep it like that. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, up at the Sword Station, uh, known as the Peak, uh, Abigail Brand is very much just like, you know, communicating with Wizkid about the situation. Uh. And Wizkid found a way to communicate with Krakoa uh, down below. Uh, Mentalo. Meditation. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> then they, their call gets cut off by Mentalo, who just was basically stopped by the five because they had no idea what was happening. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa you're not going to kidnap us right now. So the five basically like forced uh, Mentalo to be like, they accosted him out of his own tank. Out of the think tank. Uh, and basically she starts talking to Hope Summers uh, about what the hell is actually happening. And um, Brand is like, look, I wasn't trying to kidnap you. This was a protocol. You know, we were going to take you into Shi'ar space where you'd be safe from this invading symbiote force or nemesis. Because without you, it would be pretty shitty to like revive mutants again um and we need you guys around to not only i guess revive the mutants that get lost in this but the humans as well and hope is like basically fuck out of here <laughs> what uh and abigail goes on with she's, her she's tight yeah that's, yeah yeah oh, that, abigail that, that's continue, the best way to put it Abit- abigail mm-hmm. continues on with her i don't just serve krakoa type deal you know like I, I take care of the whole world and she's like you're not better than us it's like that meme where, you know like when meg is like why do you guys always act like you're better than me and it's the sword team in suits yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. um i serve all humans <laughs> the galaxy and hope also brings up the points like how many shiar spaces have been conquered by the symbiotes and abigail's like yeah, good point. Uh, a few of them have actually Four. fallen to the symbiotes. That's fair. Um, but, yeah. Uh, he. Uh, it, it turns out the think tank wasn't just 
to get the five out of there. It was also to bring Wizkid in. Uh, he put he built a translocator into the think tank so he can get there easily, um, which is pretty cute, very smart. Uh, so, yeah, basically their plan now is to just kind of fight off the symbiotes the best they can. Um, meanwhile, inside of the Krakoan bubble, uh, Cable continues to talk shit. And he's like, you're not even an Omega-level mutant. What do you think you could do against me? And Eden's like, man, whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, so Eden decides to flex a little bit and bring in, he, he fucking teleports in the center of the sun. Uh, uh, but cable venom, Peace. yeah, symbiote cable is not really protruded by it. He's like, I think not body slide. And he, I guess he can teleport from place to place. So, you know. It's a it's a pretty shit matchup it seems for Eden. Uh, so yeah, what is this body slide shit about? Is that I think like, cable is that a move that cable does? Yeah, I think cable can teleport uh, to a degree, whereas Eden's powers are different. Uh, as he, you know, he keeps dodging all of his attacks. Uh, Eden keeps trying to bring this sun over to him, and he keeps body sliding around, but. Um, that's when he he ends up in the wrong under the wrong cocoon, because uh, one of the ladies. I'm so sorry, I don't remember her name. Uh, she Ooh. pulls. I, I'm gonna go back to the list for you. Yeah, guys. please, please do. Um, she comes down. This is where Brian would have come in handy. <laughs> frenzy, frenzy. I knew it was frenzy. God damn it! Why am I so unsure of myself? Uh, You're not a real fan, bro. This is true. I'm not a real fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, Frenzy comes up and just pulls Cable's arm clean off. Uh, and that's when the coolest shit ever happens. Uh, Eden pulls up and he... Oh, this is when he does... Okay. Yeah, he pulls the sun into his hand, uh, which is fucking fire. He says, I don't teleport. I'm more than that. I talk to the universe. And sometimes she does me little favors, like catch a piece of the sun and move it from here to there. And then he basically puts the sun in his hands and creates a sun Rasengan, blasts Cable Venom with it, and it is so cool. Very. Um, so yeah, Cable's free of the uh, of the symbiote, and Eden's like, yeah, and I'm not even an Omega an Omega mutant. Someone somewhere, there's someone more. So maybe don't come back, because if I'm not an Omega Mutant. Imagine what the Omega Mutants can do for you. Um, very cool. Uh, the Think Tank turns into this mech and plays like these sonic, uh, <laughs> these sonic waves that piss off the symbiotes and drives them away. Uh, and flashing lights. Yeah. <laughs> the whole banger going on basically, and it's keeping everything away. Yeah, for real. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, and Krakoa is in rough shape, but everybody's saved. Uh, for the most part. And Magneto's like, well, Krakoa has fought off alien invasions before, but this was no end. Contact the five, move some fire t- to the front of the resurrection queue with immediate effect. And um, and also the mutants that have proven anti-symbiote abilities as well. Um, and when the fight is over, the very first thing they need to do is resurrect 
Fabian Cortez because Magneto and Fabian have matters to discuss. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like he's he's trying to play into his hands again. I guess they used to be cool. Buy more power. Yeah, they used to be cool. <laughs> so I get it. Um, yeah, this was a really cool issue. Um, Sword has kind of just been like kind of stuck in the King and Black, not in a bad way, but I'm very looking forward to see like what sword becomes because it's it's going to be a massively important book i feel um with its ties to what happens to the avengers and you mm-hmm. know everything that's happening in space it feels very uh very important and very hickmanian at that <laughs> honestly um hickmanian hickmanian yes um, very hickmanian sword right like this would be like the aside from x-men this is like the flagship series or something yeah something like that i would say well no not that it actually is or nothing like that i'm just saying it, it has potential for that yeah yeah i wouldn't say really it was grab the story part, you know certain plots there right i wouldn't say it was a flagship but it feels like it really jumped up in importance um over over its so far short run but i'm into it uh the next x book that we're going to cover is x force number 18 uh Last we left off with that, uh, Quentin Quire has been going on on his own little mission uh, with one of the cuckoos. Uh, basically, somebody has been rolling around, kind of taking the form of mutants and committing murders in their form. But it's obviously not any of them, as Quire uh, has investigated and found that the methods of murder are a little too messy for the people who are supposed to be committing these crimes. So... It's not. It's clearly not them. It's somebody using uh, something maybe a, along the lines of Quire's power where they're making maybe f- constructs of these people. Uh, but this starts off in Krakoa, this new issue, where Black Tom is just chilling amongst the veg. Uh, he's, he's in his happy place, and he starts to hear a rustling in the woods, and he says, all right, what's this about? Who's jollying their Roger out here in the dark? I'm like that's an interesting way to put it. Jolly in there, Roger. <laughs> well, I've never heard that before, man. Black Tom is different. Yeah, Black Tom is very fun. Uh, he he looks out into the distance and sees what appears to be Slenderman, just <laughs> skulking around in the background, uh, and that's when he starts to sink underneath the ground for some reason, and he basically drowns underneath Krakoa. Uh, we don't know if he's dead or not. But he has been taken out of the equation. Uh, yeah. We cut over to the Green Lagoon where Sage is getting plastered. Uh, you know, living your life. Right. Yeah. Uh, Blop is uh, is the bartender of Krakoa. And that seems to be his only job here. Is to make pretty good drinks. Yeah, why not? Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically she's like, one more drink. And she's like, I'm cutting you off. Um, negative negative oh negative yeah you uh, are done yeah she falls to the ground and she looks up and the blob is just this fucking scary monster looking guy and um it seems to be just like a quick illusion for a hot second and mm. yeah she, really clever by the way because because of what they imply later in the issue but you know it'll mm. make sense yeah meanwhile on the moon uh, Wolverine is, you know, in the middle of whatever the night, day, whatever this time is on the moon. Uh, Wolverine also mentions, like, I can go from sunshine to sun sunset. What is time? 
even anymore for us. Uh, I guess. And Jean starts to like make out with Wolverine. He's like, you like my coffee breath? And she's like, yeah. And they make out. And the next page is kind of jarring. Her face is just ripped off and it's Wolverine as one of the monsters again. And it wears off just as quickly as it comes. She's like screams. So Cyclops come in and is like, hey, Jean, are you coming to bed? And Jean just leaves. And I'm just, I, what is their relationship? It's it's a I don't remember the word for it polygamous. Yeah, it's a poly- it, no, not poly- no. It's like just a complete free like this. Swing yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for sure, it's a polygamous relationship. Is that that's what uh, I thought the it word was. for it though? Is that the word? Yeah, it's polyamory. Um, polyamory. Yeah, yeah, polyamorous relationship. I, that's what I thought it was. Um, but that's what's going on. Cyclops seems Ooh. to be weird about it. Cyclops came in like coming to bed, Gene. You know, like yeah. This is weird. Like, I don't know, bro. Maybe if Wolverine's finished with her. You know, there are polyamorous relationships. Where, imagine, where people... he says, imagine he would have been like, no, Scott. No, go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, back excuse in a couple. me? <laughs> See you. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know. There are there are these types of relationships out there. Um, and I wasn't confused about that. But this, for whatever reason, this panel is like, maybe is not as like good as it seems for them. You know, like this felt like a weird hostile, like coming to bed, Gene. I don't know. It's never been spoken in clear terms what their deal is. It always has been just kind of implied that summer house is basically free love. Yeah. But. And maybe the sex tent. Yeah. As well. No, the sex tent is. I know, I know. The sex tent is for kids, dude. Chill. Yeah, man. Interesting uh, choice to go by. Yeah. But it's alright. Oh, okay. So the next page is is why this issue gets VGI for me. Oh. Want to explain? Go for it. (laughs) Yo, your boy Beast on the ground (laughs) dead? Come on, man. You deserve it. Certified VGI. The way he died too. Well, no, actually, he's not technically dead yet. He's not dead, but oh man, he will he went be. Through it. <laughs> he went out. He went out like a G, kind of. But he, <laughs> they gave him a fucking stroke, yo. That's crazy, man. But he's so he's so shiesty, man. Very yeah, for real. Spectrum, mind you. Yeah. Um. To explain um, he further, he sets the bar, honestly. Yeah. Uh, to to set uh, to explain the circumstances, uh, Quentin Choir and uh, the Cuckoo come back to Krakoa and find Beast just laid out on the ground, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and uh, it turns out Sage knows that he's suffered a, a, a pretty bad stroke, uh, massive and debilitating to say the least. And they ask her, "Is like why why won't you transfer him to the Healing Guardians?" And she said, well, we have an agreement. Um, and we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out what that agreement is. Uh, they proceed onward and they realize that there, every, a few people have been attacked by a psychic threat of some sort. So, yeah, it's someone who assaults people in their minds. Uh, and Beast is still going through it, it looks like. Because he, he wakes up and he tries to communicate with Quentin. He goes, Dow whom? and um what he's trying to say is the shadow room so he uses the shadow room to take i guess a psychic autopsy of sorts 
and we enter Beast's mind uh, to see what exactly happened and when it happened. Uh, and we see that he's getting like this nightmare of him being in class. And, you know, he's everybody. <laughs> this guy is just roasting him, just trolling him pretty fucking hard. And uh, he he gets a call to get approached the blackboard and basically spill all of Krakoa's secrets. Uh, and he's like, tell everything. Squeal, boy. <laughs> squeal, squeal. Sing. Sing. <laughs> sing, beast. Sing. Tell it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. That's like, his, that's like his worst nightmare. And I use nightmare for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I, right? I think he's about to explain why this has been happening to people. Yeah. Um, well, as he's getting Krakoa's secrets written down, he's like, what's the matter? Can't do it. It's because you're stupid. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> you're gonna fail. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that the shadowy figure that's asking him to reveal all of Krakoa's information is a is a zombie version of Quentin Quire just, just being an ultimate troll. <laughs> just being... Hell yeah, yeah. He's like, He's got like the cyanic saliva going out of his fucking mouth. It's gross. Yeah, it's real gross. He's just screaming at this child beast. It's pretty. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. In the background, you see um, one of the cuckoos being like, wow, this is cruel, dude. <laughs> this is crazy. And um, yeah, Quentin Choir says like, yeah, it's kind of like no two ways about it. This is definitely me for some reason. Um and Sage kind of confirms it, like, yeah, I mean, there's a there's an underlying vocal match, yes, and the brainwave frequencies is basically directly comparable to your power set, so it's basically you to a degree somehow, and uh, Quentin's pretty down on it. The cuckoo is trying to assure him that Phoebe is her name. She's trying to assure him that, oh, uh, man, uh, you're not like that anymore, so whatever this thing is, it's not actually you. It's a piece of you, but it's not really you anymore. And he is really bummed out. <laughs> uh, Quentin's not really getting better, but there's no rest for the wicked as fucking Sage just takes Beast and snaps his fucking neck. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, he was asking Quentin to murder him, but yeah, she just took it into her own hands when he flaked out. Yeah, and that's like the that's the agreement they had is that you know they wouldn't. They would have to, if they got into any trouble and they could do something about it, they would kill each other because they know too much. Uh, you know, they're too, uh, they're too in, they're too deep state to be just like allowed their bodies to be just out there, you know, potentially taken advantage of. Um, you look like you have a question. Um, what do you mean, like handicapped? Like no, I think the point is that like. They don't like to, if they can help it, they'll get rid of each other so that, like, if they're in a compromised position, nobody could get to their bodies because they, because they can't put, so they can't pull information from their bodies or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, which begs to, begs the question. I never thought about this, but what happens to the corpses that they don't, that they don't recover? Retrieve. You know right? what I mean? Don't know, man. I mean, I guess that's what the question this this arc is answering, you know, because as we know, there there are villains out there using their bodies uh, that they leave behind as as weapons. Yeah, it is a, a lot of excess carcasses, man. Yeah, people it's gotta add up to something. Yeah, it's 
I feel like this is just the beginning. Yeah, it's you know? a yeah. I'll get to I'll get to my thoughts on it because I thought of just something very interesting that X Force is doing right now. Um, but yeah, it it cuts to them on the sunset cliffs, just kind of talking, uh, trying to like kind of sort out this whole situation as uh they they're as they're talking all of a sudden phoebe disappears and quentin wakes up in this fucking scary place the place where like those soldiers uh that were made out of domino skin were are being incubated currently and uh yeah i don't know what happened here he's just thinking like whoa where am i and uh this is kind of this is a little bit confusing. I just thought of as Quentin is like walking around this lab and he's like, "What happened to me?" And uh, he turns around and there is the Slenderman Quentin that is talking to him. Uh, meanwhile, his real body is like going through a seizure. It looks like just like Beast did. Uh, yeah, it's pretty rough, and that's where kind of the issue ends. Is that I guess one of these soldiers has Quentin's abilities, just like. When they use Domino's, like, piece of Domino's skin to invade Krakoa. Yeah. Um, geez, Louise. <laughs> uh, yeah, this dude looks... Like, the the, the the Domino's look cool that they made. They were, like, basically reverse Domino's. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as their color palette went, like, those. Basically, yeah. And they look clean, you know? This guy... Scare. I don't know if it's mostly illusion, like, how Scarecrow is. Mm-hmm. And he just really looks like a regular guy with pink hair. Yeah, and some of his skin and stuff injected in him or whatever. I, you know, mm-hmm. you know how weird it gets. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing I wanted to bring up is that like Quentin dying has been just kind of a punchline to this series, and I appreciate how they tried to make it into an effective consequence that Quentin's deaths have have a purpose and a negative impact on Krakoa as a whole. Uh, I thought that was a very interesting thing because for the most part, it was treated like a, oh, not again type of scenario <laughs> where he died. And I'm glad that there's a little bit more weight uh, behind all of his deaths so far. It, it it feels a little more meaningful that way. But that's all I got to say about the Xbox. Pretty good batch this week. Uh, do you have anything to say before we go? Mm-hmm. All right. Well then, it is time uh, to randomize. Holy shit! <laughs> One piece. Oh wow! I thought it was gonna be Black Clover. Mm-hmm. This is One Piece chapter one thousand and seven, Mister Raccoon Dog. Oh. What? What you talking about? What? RGC. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? Get Certified smacked upside RGC your head, nigga. <laughs> Wait, save your Get energy. Smacked. Save your energy. You're gonna need it when hey, it actually happens. I got happens. plenty. Don't worry about that. <laughs> this is nothing. I'm just okay. This is the this is this is so I can get through the chapter without wilding. Mm. All right. So last week. Oh, this was a banger, guys. This was a banger, dude. Um, last we left off. This is not your RGC. I think. Are you waiting to drop it? I'm, I'm gonna give you time on this one. There's no, there's I'm no gonna pressure. give myself time because it is between two this week. I, I'm really stuck. Uh, but okay, if you say so. But yeah, basically, 
<laughs> it starts off where we last left off. Uh, Hyogoro is about to get killed on his own accord. You know, he asks his people, he's like, yo, if I start to get, if Chopper can't get to me in time, kill me now because I'm going to be a problem for you guys. Uh, and you don't, na- you don't need any more problems. You already have 99. So <laughs> it's not a good. This is going to be more than just one <laughs> for y'all. Uh, so uh, Kazakage is down. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my. God, I can't believe he lost already. Yeah. Uh, so. Come on, you know who Kazakage yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the uh, what was it? The only ba- only one, but no, the Mimawi, the Mimawari Gumi. Mimawari Gumi. Let me stop. I don't want to. I'm not making fun of. No, of course we we just can't. We're just ignorant Americans <laughs> who can't speak, though. <laughs> oh, God, I'm the fucking worst. Uh, I can't be critical of nobody. Okay, so what happened is... Okay, right. so as they're about to chop off his head, um, they're just like, fuck it. They're kind of hesitating a little bit, just hoping Chopper just comes out of nowhere and, and gets, uh, gets out of the way. But uh, that's when Queen pulls up, and he's like, shut up, you nobodies. Ice Oni is my masterpiece. In a sense, I made it just All for right. you. He just came to talk some clear shit to his people before they died. <laughs> yeah, I like, right? That's what happened. Because he was in regular form and then bursted. Like, to, to let them think, you know, like, no, who was that? That said that. You guys? <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time, yo. That was crazy. Yeah, it's so funny. He's tight. Yeah, he basically tells uh, the the different his henchmen that they're nobodies they mean nothing and they can always find more soldiers uh and everybody's like fuck well never mind so they're the i guess like kaido's crew is basically like well i'm not just gonna sit here and die for nothing i'm gonna go and cut everybody down who's an ice oni friend or foe uh and as soon as i survive this ordeal i'm quitting this pirate crew because fuck you guys yeah um, I'm not with the shit. Yo, did you notice he still has the cigar in his mouth as a brontosaurus? Yes, he does. Uh, this is true. But that cigars are one of the hey. most powerful things in the One Piece universe. I don't know if you know this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, yo, you to, how you yo, you smoking a cigar and, and, and fighting? First of all, I'm just gonna automatically assume he's inhaling it. He's not like doing it how other how like normal people do, where they just fake inhale it, like hookah. I'll tell you he what: is- if you think back to way back in the day in Impel Down, Crocodile had a cigar in his cell in Impel Down. Like, if you have a cigar in One Piece, the cigar may see the One Piece before you do because it cannot be defeated. Mm-hmm. So after the brutal disrespect that Queen delivers upon his people, uh, the guy it's time's up for Hyogoro. He's becoming a full ice oni, so they gotta do what they gotta do and take the old man out. And then right as this dude brings his sword down, who pulls up? Who pulls up? Doctor Tony Tony Chopper. <laughs> and he has the cutest he has the cutest face on where he goes like, made it just in time. Uh, and yeah, he starts to, he's like, I figured it out. So they, he, he calls over to his team of other uh, doctors and they launch a cannon that has the chopper phage nebulizer. Uh, 
And, is that his new special move? <laughs> and if you think about it, it's kind of reminiscent to how Caesar used uh, that that. Um, I, I don't remember this, what it was. The smile shit. Yeah, right? his smile shit. Whatever you call it. Yeah, the essay. No, the yeah, sad. The sad. Uh, and and it creates a mushroom cloud, but it has Chopper's little face on it. And basically, what Chopper did was like, well, we couldn't inject every single one, so I used the antibodies as a base to create my own virus. I stopped a bad. The only thing that could stop a bad guy with a virus is a good guy with a virus. Uh, and I, sure, Chopper. I'll I take mean, your word for it, Doctor. I mean, it's one piece science. I'm not going to take it for medical fact. But I'll buy it. <laughs> I'm happy for him. Uh, Queen is like, why would you bother to cure my guys? And uh, Chopper says, viruses aren't meant to be used as weapons. They'll always slip out of control in the end. Um, and man, if that's not more prevalent in these times than any time, uh, I don't know what is. And Queen in typical One Piece villain fashion is like, fuck that. And then he just starts shooting his gun, his <laughs> dinosaur gun stuff at him. He and didn't care about none of that shit that that, that Chopper was spitting. <laughs> it's like, oh, ethics? You think I care about that? Uh, and honestly, like, the uh, the pleasures on Kaido's crew take the bullets for young Chopper. Uh, and as everybody starts to rally behind Chopper in this really cool way... Uh, fucking marco pulls up behind queen and holds him back and he says nice job raccoon dog now pop him and then chopper transforms into monster chopper and he slaps mm. the fucking shit out of queen <laughs> yo oh, oh, what did you tell him? he says i'm not it? a raccoon dog now now check this out i didn't even notice this from the other, uh, from from when I read it the first couple times, but yo, everyone is like kind of calling him that, like mad different groups of people. Yeah. Like now, I know this this is something they've been saying throughout like Wano for like the most part, at least during this arc when they've been on the Monster Island. But um, the you you heard it from several different people. Good you know guy what I'm and bad guy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so when he's yeah, so when he's smacks. <laughs> All types of fire out of Queen's mouth <laughs> and lets him know that he, he is not a raccoon dog. Everybody, yo. Nigga, the goons. Marco. Marco the samurai goons. The samurai bosses. Yoguro. Yoguro. <laughs> oh, and that's Drake, too, I guess. Diaz Drake, for <laughs> sure, was like. like Ooh. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> genuinely like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> it is. It's such a great moment. One Piece has been so fucking funny. Like, oh, oh man, when I read this shit, I, I literally, you know, it's rare when I have actual burst out. That's what I'm moments. saying. Because you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, genuine laugh. We're not just like <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And Wano has been doing still that. Funny. Wano has but. been doing that a lot, man. Because like mm-hmm. the last time it happened was that competition between Law, Luffy, and Kid, where they were like, "Dude, he's <laughs> trying to back up." That's one of my favorite things in the universe is looking at that those three panels. <laughs> uh, but it's so great. Uh, Oda's the man, dude. Uh, yeah, this could, this literally could have been the last page of the chapter, and I would have been satisfied. 
For sure. Uh, but, but a weak problem. <laughs> I definitely thought it was going to save the end at the bottom, but guess what? It does not. It does not. Uh, we cut Instead, we cut over to the right brain tower inside the dome uh, where we catch up with Momonosuke and Yamato and Shinobu. Uh, and yeah, uh, Momonosuke is hating on himself. He's like, I'm so stupid and frivolous and weak and foolish. I hate myself. But Shinobu's <laughs> like, no, you've been very brave. And uh, in this moment, that's when uh, Momonosuke transforms into his dragon form. Um, it, I think it usually happens when he is under uh, amounts of stress. You know, he can't really control his fruit. So he just kind of like loses control after a while. And um, I guess he starts to fly off. Is the implication is that he gets lost from the rest of the group or he separates from the rest of the group. Um, we cut back into the guest parlor and we get a pretty big revelation here um, as the CP0 guys are talking about how back in the days when they actually had Kaido captive. Yeah. He says that. Oh, no, this was actually crazy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he explains that Vegapunk extracted Kaido's bloodline elements and used them to create an artificial devil fruit, uh, which is what I imagine what these smile fruits are. Um, the world government was demanding that they'd give him the, they give them the fruit, but he was never really happy with the results and he kept it on punk hazard, which explains how Caesar, uh, his background there with Caesar and all that stuff and why he was there. Uh, and one of them is like, I'm bringing Why are you bringing that now? Uh, punk hazard was demolished in that explosion. Um, but yeah, he realized like, according to G five's reports, one of the labs was there was still functioning at the time. I was thinking to myself, thank goodness it was only a, it was only a failure. Because so I, can we talk about this for a second? For sure. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say already? Um. No. Go for it. Because okay. mine are more just kind of like questions. Like, go for it. I'm kind of not fully understanding. All right. So he's saying, "Thank goodness it was only a failure," right? But I feel like Oda wouldn't put a moment like this just for him to say something like that. I think that that's kind of, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, instead of for a reason, and I think we're going to see the consequences of that, mm-hmm. but I, are they implying something that I missed already? That that is already the case that has been shown. I guess what he's saying is more like the government wanted this at the time. And they're lucky that this experiment didn't actually go well because I feel like Kaido would have had a way stronger army if the smile. Oh yes, 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 yes. Was like honestly, they're just kind of like we're lucky that these fucking fruits are kind of trash, <laughs> you know. Um, but I know, yeah, I feel like there is a relevance to bringing this up. Um, it feels kind of vague right now. That's what I'm getting from it is that they're just kind of like implying that that they're happy that these fruits aren't as strong as they could have been or they're lucky that they're stronger than they could have been uh but yeah i mean maybe we'll, it'll come up later i imagine it will the cp0 guys seem to be an important part of the story so i'm not uh doubting it at all but in any case we cut into the treasury repository and this is where my mind gets a little blown for a minute because Oda leaves us on a pretty epic twist to leave us off for uh, yeah. on a two-week break for or on a week break for. Um, 
but yeah, we cut over to the samurai who are they're they're hurt, but you know they're conscious now, and they've noticed that they've been tended to, and um, they're like, we need to fucking go, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not gonna let this stop us. And then the door opens, and there's like, looks look at you, looks like you've gone through hell. I missed you. You're so much older now. And it turns out that the person that's been uh, taking care of them has been Kozuki fucking Odin. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck was I supposed to know that, man? Like, shit is crazy. Come on. It wasn't an arrow. Brian, <laughs> you're going to listen to this, bro. You lost. You said it was an arrow. You try to say that other people were saying it, but I, I already know you was fronting and, and other people was actually Brian Espinosa. Yeah, we all know that big Brian. News Brian himself. We knew that. Mm-hmm. We always know that big news Brian is the one that's spreading all these fan theories around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's spreading his. He, he, he's the one cooking it up behind the scenes. Yeah, he's stirring the pot, yeah. I mean, I have no idea what to make of this. Like Bakugo and Metal Man. Bakugo and Hiroshima. No way. <laughs> Red Machine, what's his name? Red, Red Steel? No, not Red Steel. It's uh, Red Riot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's not, let's not go into Super Tangent. Wait, I had another question. Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. I'm waiting. Did Momonosuke have smile fruit? Um. Yeah, I think it is a smile fruit. Huh. It's kind of I mean, I don't he found it he ate his fruit at Punk's Hazard. I don't know if it is a smile fruit. I gotta look back. Um because it only mentioned that he ate a, he found a fruit and he ate a fruit at uh Punk Hazard, but it's not clear as to whether it's a smile fruit or not. But yeah, I don't know what to make of this <laughs> I don't I have no idea what to make of this. Um One Piece is off next week and I am d- depressed. I, I like to think that this is not actually Oda. Oh, Odin. Um, so, I mean, that's my two cents. I could be wrong. It could be Oda. Odin has been alive this entire time and has said nothing. Um, no way. <laughs> I mean, who could it be? I think, because I think it's some type of spiritual stuff. And he's summoning their spirit or I don't know. Yeah, previous avatar. <laughs> that's a previous yes. avatar type I was the previous sword guy on Whitebeard's, I mean, on Roger's crew. Jolly Roger's crew. Jolly so Roger's I, crew. I'm an avatar, and when Rayleigh dies, wait, Rayleigh's supposed to be the sword. Eh, whatever, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea what to make of this. Uh, I, I am excited to find out, honestly. Uh, it's a Is real bummer. It's like Oda knew that he would be taking off a week next week, and he's like, let me leave them with some crazy shit. Something wild, then it's just not going to be the case at all. Wow. Yeah. You're like, oh, you guys are all hallucinating at the same time in unison. Although I don't know what the alternative <laughs> is. You know, I can't, I can't. The hallucination, hallucination fruit? <laughs> the hallucination, hallucination. All right, maybe somebody healed them and then bounced or went into hiding. Okay. And this is somebody using the hallucination, hallucination fruit I... to try to like trick them. I have a theory. Fight. You remember that fox that was protecting the thing? Remember from way back? Oh. I bet that's oh, the one. 
I bet that's him. Oh. Holy shit, the one I was protecting the sword and Enma, right? Mm-hmm. I'm calling Enma's it right now. the sword that... Oh, shit. Yeah, and he was with uh, the Kermit guy, right? Yeah. Calling it right here, right now. Right uh, I could be wrong. What if it is just Odin? I'm gonna feel real dumb. I we'll, we'll see in two weeks, then I guess. Like, yeah. Fucking April. Yeah, oh, but fantastic, fantastic chapter altogether. Fantastic, Very fun. so fun. Uh, typical One Piece, just always fun and always enjoyable. Fun read all around. Um, ready to move on, Josh? Yeah. Then let's randomize. Justice League. Unlimited. <laughs> Not really. No Justice League Limited, <laughs> honestly. Uh, this is Justice League number 59. Uh, Infinite Frontier has taken over the Justice League books. Brian Michael Bendis is now the new writer for the Justice League. I think this is the only book he's writing right now because he's not on Superman anymore. He's not on Action Comics. So this is the only thing he's doing, which I am kind of happy about. I feel like we got a lot of him like out the gate, <laughs> and it, it feels like... We needed a take back. Um, but So he wrecked Superman and then they decided to throw him on Justice League? He didn't wreck Superman, but he didn't make Superman any better than it used to be. Man, I mean, he doesn't. his run does not hold a candle. That was well said. That was well said. His, his run also does not, it just doesn't hold a candle to what Peter Tomasi was doing. No, uh, not and even and close, Dan man. Uh, they were Who doing is it. Peter Tomasi? He wrote a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of really good stuff. He wrote Super Sons. He wrote... Uh, yeah, yeah. Batman and Robin. That was like his big. Uh, oh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing the. He was doing the. He was doing the comics when uh, Batman put on that suit and went to, to Apocalypse, right, to get his son back. I think Did so. that crazy shit happened. Yeah, I think he's the one who brought back Damien from the dead. After yo, that shit was wild. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Tomasi. It really does suck because Super Sons was one of the best books out there, and it just ended too soon. Uh, he's Dude. putting them out. He's still writing Super Sons, actually. In like, Bendis murdered Super Sons. <laughs> I don't think he was. I don't think he murdered Super Sons, but he did he make did. it. He up. assassinated it. He, he did. Said, no, no, no. Fuck Super Sons. We're gonna do Justice League Eight Thousand. No, whatever the fuck the name of those comics were. That we <laughs> Legion of Superheroes. Don't care about Legion of Superheroes. You know. I don't know if that's still going. Honestly, that that might be the other thing he's doing. But in any case, it's Justice League number fifty nine. Um, oh man, I went. Oh my heart. We're going to give this a chance, guys. I'm sorry. For I started sure. also fucking negative. Um, we, yeah, stop. we kind of open up with this conversation where uh, people, I guess Green Arrow is talking to the League saying like, yeah, people just see us and see gods. Can we not? Can we fix that? And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and we cut over to kind of Kandak where this kid is like going over his mom's grave and Black Adam starts hovering above him uh and yeah he has this like nice little conversation with this kid when they're interrupted by this giant like by this weird demon monster that just pulls up out of nowhere and he he has banter he has he speaks in uh bendis banter speak oh yeah he does he is this is actually bendis (laughs) this is bendis himself he wrote himself into a comic book made himself a villain and um, after that, Black Adam already knows. I, that, this is why I like Black Adam. He wastes no time 
uh, he's out here wanting to smoke, and they just start going at it immediately. <laughs> um, and it's actually a pretty well drawn fight scene, honestly, for like American comics. For like this one page that it happens, uh, David Marquez is the artist for this. He's one of he's one of the best artists, honestly. His art is just gorgeous. Um, so they fight for a while, and that's when the Justice League pull up, and um, he's like. Take it easy, Black Adam. We'll take it from here. Um, it's so funny. It's like he's the Justice League can take it from here. And you see Bla- Aquaman, uh, the father of the sea, ex-king and father of the uh, and new father. Um, Hawk, Hawk Girl, Inth Metal wielding Eternal Warrior, and Batman, the Dark Knight Detective. <laughs> Just a regular ass guy. Detective. Um... And this demon guy just his name is Brutus. He just like he also doesn't waste time. He's like, this is I'll keep this simple. All of this, everything the light touches, it's mine now. Yeah. And in a cool moment, Superman's like, Oh, that's too bad. And just just chucks him away. He just goes, mm. At least Black Adam was on the right side of this. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about him. Uh and uh, he gets sent flying to, like, the middle of the ocean. And that's when Aquaman <laughs> pulls up with a wall of shark. And this is one of his special moves, apparently, is wall of shark. <laughs> wall of shark. He's like, uh, usually I would never, uh, I'd never wall a shark on a stranger. But if you're taking on, if Black Adam can toss, you can toss around Black Adam. I'm not taking any chances. Um, they take their battle to the underground but this guy is obviously formidable. He starts fighting both um, Hawk Girl and Aquaman at the same time. He, the inth metal. Well, really, he starts getting beaten down by both of them, kind of. But he tanks it. He, he kind of like he's, he's tanking it. But I, I just want to paint the picture accurately for everybody. I mean, because we try to give Aquaman and Hawk, and Hawk Girl they do. Yeah, I think that's why I'm even making a big deal out of it. I was a little impressed, so because you know he Aquaman didn't just. Summon some sharks. You feel me? He 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 pulled up and was like, "Yeah, I'm about to stab you in his ch- in the chest with this fucking trident, son. It's over." Yeah, I seen what you did to Black Adam. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving you a chance. There were demons, a shark, and I killed a man with my trident. <laughs> oh yeah, but nah, like I, I like how um you know he he, he kind of like erupts and gets Aquaman off of him with this energy outburst, and he tries to come up to the surface and bam. Hawker oh, pulls just up, cracks in the fucking head. It was like Aquaman ain't finished with you, nigga. Yeah, literally, to- that's what happens. It's actually kind of Yo, funny. He drags him back down and starts, you know, just beating his ass and sends him back up with an uppercut for Hawk Girl to hit him again. But like, like they're intercepting a volleyball or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, this shit looking like like they playing volleyball with him. <laughs> it's man. looking like super high Q. Yeah, uh, but um, before Hawk Girl gets the swing, right, her her lance start acting weird. Yeah, ooh, 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 ooh. mace, and he's like Bendis. Oh. He's like, whoa, Bendis. Why is this what Bendis are you doing here? <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Um, what was that? Bendis, man, he's all like, whoa, he's gonna he's gonna hit you with this smooth lingo and these lines and this interpersonal stuff, and then he's. Oh, wait out for this. I'm going to throw this at you. you know, everyone does it. I'm being an asshole. I said I wouldn't do it, and I'm doing it. 
God okay. damn it, I can't help myself. Yeah, that. so apparently, like, his, uh, his her, her nth mace starts reacting to him, and he's like, whoa, this is crazy. You know what? I was clearly ill-prepared for this. I'm a, I'm a go. <laughs> I pause. Right Smart. Nigga says, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm I didn't know. This out later. I didn't know what I was getting into, so uh, peace. No, he did not. I mean, Nigga honestly, I've lost never... Lost a piece of his horn. Yeah. I've never seen this happen in American comics where uh, a villain just gets smacked very early and he's like, whoa, whoa. All right, let me go back and reevaluate my place in the universe and then I'll come back and see what I can do. Uh, It's really cool. But um, yeah, he disappears through this portal uh, and Black Adam is like, all right, leave my city. Goodbye. Um, We cut back over to the Hall of Justice as they're trying to figure out what the fuck happened with the Nth Mace. Meanwhile, Green Arrow and Black Canary pull up and are compl- oh snap and are complaining that like I don't know, man. I think that just you know we need to do more for the people. And I'm like, you're Green Arrow. You're gonna shoot people in the head with an arrow, like what? <laughs> yeah. That's all you're doing, buddy. Yeah, he's like, we're not doing enough. And Superman, I mean, God bless him, so his soul. What a nice guy. He just goes. I agree, Oliver. You know what do you what do you think we should be doing? What's your idea? Um, I mean, I don't know. We just got finished fighting a demon that would have killed her. But what would you do, Green Arrow? Um, and it's very condescending. Green Arrow is like, uh, I don't know. You know, we need to get new voices in here and shit. You know, we need to get more people involved. Um, and. That's kind of where uh, Kellex kind of comes in. He's like, wait a minute. I found an exact, an unidentified, but an exact energy match signature to a, mm. do you remember a young woman named Naomi McDuffie? And uh, yeah, we cut to said Naomi. It's been a while since we've seen her. Uh, I think she was part of the Teen Titans for a minute or the Titans. I think she was involved in another thing, but. The Young Justice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Young Justice. Uh, mm. And. Yeah, so she's just chilling in Oregon where she lives, and uh, seeing as how she seems to be tied to whatever this demon is, Black Adam pulls up to Oregon and is like, Naomi McDuffie, a word. And that's where the issue ends, with Black Adam intercepting Naomi first. Um, and yeah, honestly, not bad. Uh, I'm very much, I'm very much into this Justice League. I, I always, Bendis, Bendis is good when he's not stretched out. I feel like that was his whole thing is that we got too much of him. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah I, he said, I'm taking over all of Superman. Yeah, because he had both Superman books and he also had Legion. Legion of Superheroes. He had the first Naomi series. He had Young Justice. Um, that too? Yeah, and he had like independent books that he was also writing like his own original stories so i'm hoping that now he has less on his plate he can focus a little bit more because i do like him a lot he's one like uh ultimate spider-man his run on that as is one of my favorite books all time so you know i'm i, I like me some bendis i just don't like it when it's all crazy <laughs> red like mustard yeah yeah um but yeah this is a good book Infinite Frontier so far of the books that we've read, I mean, you know, it's good. Every time DC tries to rebuild itself, it always starts off pretty cool, you know? Uh, 
I just hope that they kind of stick to it to a thing finally, um, and just focus on the stories, man. I feel like they just. I'm interested. I, oh no, not to cut you off, my bad. But I'm I'm really interested in the the, the biggest draw for me is that they're adding new characters, and I want to see how they interact. And I I, I thought as for as much as I talked about Oliver Queen, um, I think he did make a really good point where it's like we should get some new faces in here and they'll reflect better on the people and. We'll actually get some new insight. Yeah, and it's not like they're just getting anybody off the street. They're getting, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, Naomi's green, but, but she, she obviously has a lot to say as a young adult and someone like a, 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 a this, you know, this age of superhero mm-hmm. and not age of years, like you know, this generation. You right. know what I'm saying? She's the representative of the younger generation. She's also very strong. She's also like that's a Justice yeah. League caliber hero. But yeah, I yeah, mean, she's supposed to have like unlimited potential, right? One of those type mm-hmm. of situations yeah. where and, she could be anything at this point. Yeah, and Ben just created her, you know, like brought her into the fold, and you know, I, I'm I'm glad he's trying. He's been trying to find an avenue for this character to just live for a while now. So I'm glad he found her a home, like a safe home in Justice League, where we know it's not going to get canceled, and you know, plus the art for this yeah. is fantastic. Dar- David Marquez is such a fucking talented artist. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pick it up. Uh, a little bit recommended. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. You ready to move on, Josh? Yes. Let's go! Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 142, A Brother's Back. Oh, man. Very close to being my RGC. Not my RGC, though. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. Last we left off, Choso was facing off against Naoya, uh, and last he left, Naoya asked him why he's so tough, and he says, it's because I'm the oldest of ten siblings. And Naoya, I love how he just, like, responds back, like, it's not an answer, that's not what I was asking. I was asking you about your cursed technique and your toughness. And uh, Choso doesn't give a fuck, he just lunges straight at him, uh, and they get into fighting, um... Naoya just kind of like puts it together in his head, I guess. He's like, okay, he's adjusted to my speed now. That's that's troubling. Um, apparently, red flowing red scale is uh, a technique that focuses his extra extraocular, extraocular muscles. Yeah, extraocular, yeah. Yeah, just allows him to see shit. He's basically got the Sharingan going on right now. The Akugan, if you ask me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, whichever one. I think both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both of them do that a little bit. But, yeah, but that doesn't really stress him out because he just teleports right in front. He's like, too bad for you. I always act on the assumption that you'll counter. And after he nails one on him, uh, Choso starts just bleeding out. And it turns out Nyota has been using a hidden blade. Uh, apparently, all of the uh, Zenin have are, like, weapons specialists, which explains, like, you know, Maki and her cousin also use weapons. Um, and it's a whole family thing, uh, mostly blades they use. Naoya's just like looks down on his brothers for just displaying them so prominently. So he's just like, I just keep mine hidden, you know. And um, yeah, he really he really talks shit to them. And um, yeah, he does. Choso's like, so you hate your brothers, right? That was what he got from all of that. No, <laughs> no small details. Just 
Ah, I see. Uh, you hate your own bro- your own siblings. Yeah, and he's like, and I was like, yeah, but sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he, he says, "That's right. There's no point to big brothers who are inferior to their little brothers. They oh. should hang themselves and die." <laughs> Pretty intense. Um, but yeah, Chosa's like, but maybe it's because of them you are who you are, and. Now he's like, did you say something nauseating? And um, yeah, he basically explains like whether their superior or inferior older brothers are role models for their younger brothers. If the older mm-hmm. brother takes the wrong path, the younger voiders, the younger brothers can avoid it. And if I take Fact. the right path, my brothers can follow behind. So, you know, you ask why I'm tough. I'll tell you, it's because I didn't have someone to guide me. So I kept making mistakes. Nonetheless, I must walk ahead of my little brothers. That's why I'm so strong. And you see, like, this pool of blood collecting underneath Choso, and it just starts swarming towards Nioya. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I always like, fuck, how could he bleed that much and still live? You were hurt. Yeah. Hmm. Say, so what is this? You mean the Soul Society right now? <laughs> what the fuck? Did, did we just enter Bleach? Did he do something? Am I in his, <laughs> am am I I in his domain? Renji? Am I fighting Renji? I didn't right catch now? him do it. Okay, so he sends all this blood at him, and um, you know he he avoids it. He's like, "What a slow attack! He must be dying from the blood loss." And then, right out of the corner, Choso just pulls up and goes, Bleh! and he's and he fires off one of the blood arrows. Naoya dodges that, but you know he's just um, Choso just keeps coming in and overwhelming him, kind of with attacks. Um, the blood gets on his legs, and it starts to feel heavy. Uh, because yeah, like on his clothing, it's like, and he's using the blood to kind of just drop him down. Yeah, it's so like, crazy. Damn, that's smart. And then he says, "You know what comes next? This is checkmate." Uh, and he st- now he starts thinking to himself, "Is like my cursed technique moves at twenty four frames a second, so it's no problem." Oh my me. god, this is literally like a fucking fighting game. Yeah, it's no so it's no problem for me to move despite being in the spine. And then he tries moving forward. And then he sees that he's not unle- uh, Choso's not unleashing his attack. And then he's like, then we get a little narration that says, this move was a Choso exclusive. Ooh. Born of Choso honing his own te- cursed technique for 150 <laughs> years. <laughs> and then, 150 years? Yeah, Choso's been alive for a long time. God damn. Is he a cursed spirit or what? That's what I was thinking. I was, that's why I was getting confused. <laughs> No oh, man, what I have? We need more information. Okay, so he goes supernova, and then just blood explodes, like right near Nioya, and just I guess like machine gun blasts him. Um, yeah, catch him in like an area move. Yeah, like a grenade, uh, and basically like a spike grenade. Yeah, yeah, and he falls to the ground. And he says, "Sorry, you didn't love your brothers, and I can't understand that." And uh, the battle is won on behalf of Chozo, but not for long because next page, splash page of big trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and your little brother getting dragged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chozo turns around and he. Um, Okotsu wastes no time, just knocks him out. Um, and he looks down to Naoya and he's like, You look hurt, Naoya. And that's where the chapter is. Sheesh, what a gangster. 
Uh, Would you like me to heal you? <laughs> Naoya? <laughs> Naoya? I ain't gonna lie, I like all of these characters. I don't got a problem with nobody. Yeah, I mean, what a fun story. I'm, I'm, yeah. What a great battle. Uh, Choso showed out uh, for a chap- for a character that was like... Yeah, he caught him too. Yeah. He used strategy and you know, improvisation. And you know what? We all figured that Choso was going to be that guy that like... He's really cool, but he dies because he's facing off against a guy who was seen as a major antagonist for this arc. Um, yeah. Just kind of like fodder in a way for the plot. Uh, sure, yeah, it is going to happen, but it's going to suck when it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen right now, honestly, because oh, I, yeah. I think uh, Choso's really Well, who knows? Himself. I mean, I think he, he just elbowed him really hard in the head. Yeah, but he's not after Choso, you know what I mean? Like I think Yeah, true, but I mean, did you see what he did to the fucking street when he landed? That's just true. He just hit somebody in the fucking head. In the side of the head, too. Yeah. Yeah, but Choso's not like dead, a regular bro. human. So uh, he's 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 been a lot he, of he hit him with just a regular elbow, not a curse yeah, energy like, elbow. Mm, get out of my way. <laughs> but um oh man, such a great chapter. Very close to being my VGI. Oh, RGC, sorry, but it was one slightly better. Um, you ready to move on, Josh? Yeah. It is time to randomize. My hero, Academia. Oh, is the violin for Brian? <laughs> yeah. Because he's a sad boy? Because he's he not here it. talking about this right I'm going to assume that this is Brian's really good chapter of the week. Certified <laughs> Jeez. Because it was also mine. If it was mine. And there's no way if one bird, one of us found it good that he didn't find yeah. it the best right now, thing he's ever read. Right now he's reading all of the theories to be ready to bring it to us next week. Mm-hmm. Till then, let's get into the chapter proper. Last we left off, uh, Midoriya had a bit of an interesting chat with the previous uh, inheritors of One for All or All for One. Oh, no, I said it right the first time. It's one for all. Um, and they left off with him saying that, can you kill Tomura Shigaraki? And also, do you think you can do more push-ups than me? Because my arms are fucking jacked. Look at my arms, dude. She's cut, yo. Look, on the next page, at the bottom right. Oh, yeah, she's cut, She's dude. standing. Look at that, man. She lifts, bro. She lifts for sure. Amongst other things. Yeah, even in even her spirit lifts. Um, so basically, she says, "Can you kill Shigaraki?" And Midori is like, "Uh," <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not talking. I'm not asking. This is not a request. It's I'm asking about your resolve because basically, you looked at him and you saw somebody who needed saving. But even in a situation like that, his eyes were filled with nothing but hate. Um, so it's likely that you know his." His uh, all for one is planning to use it to acquire, to use his body to acquire one for all. Um, yeah, yeah, and it explains that like it looks like uh, the second and uh, his successor, the third guy, uh, had direct encounters with uh, all for one, and they failed to take their power from him. Like he he failed to take their power from them. Um. So yeah, because of that. Uh, the origin of one for all was it's po- itself a powerful will, 
they refuse to submit to all for one. So mm. our whole existence is predicated on defeating all for one once and for all. So um, it seems that Yagi accomplished this, but his brother is still alive. And as long as he lives, it's going to be a fucking problem. So, you know, basically we can't let this go any further. We have to end him right here. So do you have what it takes to kill him? Um, and Midoriya starts to explain that, like, I could see that he was hurting and I could, or rather I could feel it when Shigaraki's consciousness was invaded by one for all, uh, invaded one for all. I felt a little boy crying and he's come up against all these types. They refused to back down and he never understood why it made them turn out that way. And he remembers this gentle criminal and he's like, maybe, yeah, maybe if I had, things would have turned out differently. Um, Oh, who knows? Maybe I still would have had to fight them anyway, but Shigaraki's killed so many people and he's hurt so many people close to me. And yet we get this little visage of Midoriya as a little boy, seeing Shigaraki crying as a little boy. And he says, one for all is a power meant for saving, not killing. All Might taught me that. Um, And it's not just me. All Might and all of you who've built up this power have given hope to countless people. So... I get that the power was meant to destroy that evil, but if I can help it at all, if even if maybe there is no other way besides killing, but I don't know what I'm going to do when the time comes, but I want to save that little boy. And the sentiment kind of touches all of the visages of uh, one for all. And all my spirit starts crying in the ether. Yeah, that was touching actually. Yeah, it was a really sweet moment. Because it's not his actual consciousness. Mm-hmm. But it is it's almost a subconscious. So it is a, it is still him. So it's just reacting without a... It, I don't know. It was, like I said, already. Yeah, he's in there, basically. He's there with them. He just can't speak yet because he's not really dead. You know, his conscious is still out in the living world. But this is a piece of it. So basically he says, it's, it's fortunate that our power passed to you too. Yeah. And this whole thing was just a test. They're all behind Midoriya in at least trying to save Shigaraki before they kill him, if it has to come down to that. So, you know, Grand, he, uh, Nanashimura starts crying and is like, Gran Torino still lives, so when you wake up, tell him, please give him my best. And um, the original user for One for All turns over to the corner to the other uh, inheritors that whose faces we haven't seen that Brian has revealed might be Bakugo and Kirishima. Um, he turns to them and he says, now play nice, you two. You have to cooperate with our successor. He needs your help to unleash his full power. Mm. I don't know what this implies. This, bro, I think she's going to turn up soon. I'm thinking like, if not a time skip, some type of training, Niggas is about to level up. I cannot wait to find out who these people are. And I feel like they're... Oh, 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 that's... Okay, 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 okay. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, when I tell you my heart started racing, when he was like, now, not now, play nice, you two. You have to cooperate with our... Yo, I was just... I don't know, but I immediately started thinking about the theory, and I was like, oh my God, is he trying to say that his friends now, in the present right now, need to help him? Oh, man. The theory might be right. <laughs> no. And then I was just like, 
Nah, no, I don't. I don't think that's the theory. I don't think that's it. But that really looks like Bakugo, though. I will say this: I think that these two have a contentious relationship with each other. I think they're kind of like stand-ins for Bakugo, and maybe Midoriya. I feel like they don't get along, but they oh, succeeded each other. Like one of them gave the other the their power. One of them passed down the power to the other. But they don't really get along because the way he says "play nice, you two implies that they're either mean <laughs> or not exactly heroic. just mean spirited generally, or not exactly heroic, or they don't get along. And the reason they're facing separate corners is because they can't be in the same room together. Yeah, that's so weird. I'm very interested. I can't. I Maybe it's gonna. Uh, I'm out of ethics and morals, and it's gonna be something for me to rear to kind of figure out between them two. Maybe he could even stub the beef between them. Mm-hmm. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I don't know where this is going. Um, what, th- what have, what are a, a, a bunch of interesting chapters that have been coming out from my hero academia so far. Um, it's, uh, it's really getting, you know, down to the nitty gritty of uh, very important things that we've wondered about this series can't wait to see what happens next uh it's my rgc for the week uh, i mentioned that earlier and it's 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 really well done mainly because it's very consistent with midoriya um part of why midoriya is so great is that he has this unshakable principle of being a hero um that it always comes down to that just that little boy who wanted to help people and um yeah that's always such an inspiring little thing to see a little beautiful message to see is that it all started with that little kid, that like good kid, you know? That if that kid Absolutely. was there in anybody's life, they would have been massively improved. Um, but I think that's also what happened with me in the series, real quick. Like, I think I started to get to feel detached from Midoriya, where I felt like he was like my favorite character and one of the best parts of the of the series. And I, I guess I'm starting to get reminded of that. Is that he was getting so strong so fast, and mm-hmm. I just felt like, who is this kid? Like he's yeah. not—he's just flying around, busting people's heads in. Like he—he he came a real long way from the from the freaking uh, gentle criminal fight. You know, he just kind of started wowing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, anyway. that gentle criminal fight was one of the best fights in yeah, the it was series. Really good. Yeah, I mean, the main appeal of Midoriya, he was, like, for a time, I was like, this is probably one of the best shonen protagonists to emerge in a long time. Just because he was, like, in a combat sense, he was very creative with his fights. He always had to kind of, like, think around his own ability. You know, yeah. Outsmart his, yeah. his own power to a degree. Um, and now that he's getting more accustomed to it, it's kind of like a symptom. Like, yeah, I mean, of course, he had to. He can't He can't just keep it where he's getting his bones broken all the time. Um, yeah. But yeah. We knew that wasn't going to always be the case. You know, it was just a matter of the how. How was they going to go about doing this? Yeah. And maybe if we look back on the series, we'll find... Because the gentle criminal fight, he was still doing it. You know, he was still, like, thinking creatively. And that's his, like, biggest asset is that he's a, he's a very creative... He's a problem solver, to say the least. And that's what's the biggest appeal. He's, like, the most problem solver-y main character I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah... But who knows? Maybe there's uh, there's a little bit more to this. I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, but good thing is in store for my hero academia. But that's all I got to say about it. Um, you ready to move on? Yes. 
Yes. Let's close this bitch out. Black Clover. Uh, the is audience. this the audience? <laughs> yeah, this is the audience decided RGC. Okay. okay. This is one hell of a run. Dude. Like, even if it wasn't all the consecutive ones, it was only like off for like one week. The week that it wasn't Where, here. <laughs> and that, yeah, the week it wasn't here. And then there was like one other time when one it was like one piece, I think. Yeah, and it, right. And otherwise, it's, yo. People really like it. Um, and we really like it too, guys. I so do. Keep I, listening. Yeah. I, yeah. I do enjoy I See, do Brian's enjoy. not here. No negativity. Yeah. We no. love big magic, big anti magic swords. For sure. Um, this is Black Clover Chapter 285, a hellish game of tag. Um, this is where we learned how Noct got fucked up. Yeah. Um, a few minutes before Noel and the others arrived, uh, Noct was like, our, our top priorities right now to defeat the Dark Triad and close the portals. But first we need to separate Dante and the top level devils. Rhymes. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, these devils are just like, torment, break, toy with, kill. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dante's pretty uh, stoked about this. He's like, this is the world I wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> you know, he looks like such a dickhead. Like, really? These dudes are thinking about smoking you just for the sake of it, but only didn't because, you know, your, your master's the big boss man. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Basically. Um, Jack the Ripper pulls up behind him and is like, I'm not done with you yet. I'm the Kimpachi of this series. I don't die very easily. Um, so he call, uh, Noct calls upon his demon called Wagner, and um, he transforms into his next form, the Devil Union Mode Gallus. And, yeah. Um, it's very fancy. Um, and he turns... Yeah, it looks cool. He uses the characteristic call... And I guess he just like sinks downward. Oh, he brings everybody down to the chapel below because like he said, his priority was to separate them from Dante. Um, and Noct is like, I'll be your opponent, devils. And he uses his dark prison hunting ground and they start fighting in this dark zone where nobody can see really. Mm. Um, after a while, the battle continues. He, Noct is putting in all the work. He's trying his best. Um, and as he's trying to evade and dodge and dip. Yeah. And dodge again. <laughs> dodge, dip. <laughs> First rule of dodgeball. Dodge, dive, dip, and dodge. Um, but, yeah, he it, we start to get a flashback of Noct's backstory. Um, it tells the story of the house, house of Faust that had twin sons. Uh, the younger twin was a very good man. And the other was a bad delinquent. And they're just talking. Uh, the good one asks the bad one, why won't you join the Magic Knights, brother? And he says, yo, where's the fun in that? I'm a bad boy. I do bad boy things. Yeah. Smoke six and, and do what I want. <laughs> I'm joining no Magic Knights. I smoke six so, and listen to incubus. Get your weird ass out of my face, you fucking fag. <laughs> 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 uh, until Yami puts until yeah, Yami pulls up. Yami says, Yo Morgan, mission time. And the one that looks like Noct says, Understood, Yami. And yeah. It, and it turns out no problem. 
The one that looks like knocked is not knocked. Um, it's this guy named Morgan, and um, Knocked's brother. Yeah, and the real one, the real knocked is actually this cigarette smoking delinquent with blonde hair, long blonde hair. Yeah, Mister Crawling in my skin over here. He's really just like. Right back at you, moron. And that's where the chapter ends, is that we learned that Noct was a bait boy back in the day. I feel like Japanese, you know how like we everyone has like stereotypical views of different races and cultures depending on where you're at? Mm-hmm. This is what, pe- what people think all Americans are like. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is what they are. Like, we all smoke six. We all look like Axel we Rose. we just like, man, we don't give a fuck about nothing at all. We're going to do what we want and waste all our lives and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah, fair. That's I, cool. Honestly, we got to hold that. I'll hold that. That's fine. The way this chapter was structured, I thought that like, I mean, it was a pretty good bait and switch where it turns out knocked was not knocked the entire, like, I guess after this guy, his brother dies, knocked starts to look yeah. like his brother, I guess in tribute. And yeah. The Magic Knights. Definitely bought his look after. I don't know about Axe. But yeah, definitely, yeah. Like I said, definitely modeled his look after him exactly. Yeah, that is hair black. Yeah, painted black. Did he? I guess he stopped smoking cigarettes. Good for him. I mean, yeah, you gotta quit, man. That, that stuff will kill you. Oh yeah, it will. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, it, re- it really did take me to a surprise. I was like, "Who's this new guy? What happened to him?" <laughs> and it turns out, oh, it's knocked. Um, but I'm into it. I'm I'm into seeing what happened in Noct and what caused him to. What be. happened to his brother? Yeah, what happened to his? His Anik is not around no more. <laughs> I mean, you think he's okay? You think he's alive? I don't think so. I sure hope I, he didn't I die. Think he gets smoked by somebody. I, I, I sure hope he doesn't die a tragic death that causes Noct to change his mind about how he's been acting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's this highly original idea. I think and, so too. Um, incredibly unique. I don't. I can't remember that ever happening in a, in another series. So no. you know, super points. No, never uh, has the death of a loved one spurred on someone else. So respect to the Black Clover creator for that. You respect to Tabata for that one. Let's th- look at it twisted. I'm I'm being super sarcastic and shit, and sure, it's, it's, so is Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I already no, know, sure. but it, it was a really fun chapter. Um. I thought it was cool when he was fighting the devils. Yeah, he he's he's honestly putting the whole entire world on his back right now. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm gonna buy time for these kids to pull up and win, <laughs> and I'm just gonna take this L." Yeah. So right, cool. Yeah, I'll say this Down about Noct: his designs for his his forms are all really cool too. They're um, very distinct to his character, but they all look different at the same time. Um, I appreciate that much, uh, but. Yeah, fun chapter. Um, not my RGC this week, but not a bad chapter at all. Uh, are you ready to close this out, Josh? Oh, yeah, man. All right. Thank you, guys, so it's been much a rough one. for listening. Um, this has, yeah, we've had, I've had internet troubles for a little while now, and it has, it's going to make this episode a nightmare to edit, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you could find me at the Chris Espinal, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37, Brian at B.ESP, 
all on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Spotify, Amazon, Pod, Amazon Music, Pandora. We're on a lot of platforms, so look us up. Um, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, let let everybody know what it is. It's New Jump City. Uh, stay safe, New Jump citizens. 